Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Hello again, Pats Nation, and welcome to the latest episode of Six Rings and Football Things, a presentation of WEEI, WEEI.com, and Odyssey Sports. Your old pal Nick Fitzy Stevens with you once again, alongside the almighty and powerful Andy Jumbo Hart and Mr. Mystery himself, he of the hot takes, the hater and the greater himself, Chris Shime Time Shime. Afternoon, gentle friends, how we be? What's up, boys? How we doing? Uh, we'll see. We'll see what kind of mood you're in. Whether you're going to derail this with negativity. All never. Right. I would That's never. That's not the thing. start we wanted to get off on. Thank you all for listening once again. If you have not, if you are new to the Pat's Party, please rate, subscribe, review, give us a follow on the tweet machine if you would at Six Rings Pod. And if you ever have a question you would like to pose to the boys. We are sixringspod at gmail.com. Today we continue with our positional breakdowns. We're going to run it back. I-23 form dive with the running backs in our first segment. Second segment, a little early Pat's potpourri today with a flurry of good little questions, tidbits, news, and nuggets. And then in the third segment, Andy's favorite, we're going to play a game. I've whipped up a fun little round of Would You Rather Patriots Summer Edition. And I think everyone's up. Oh, sorry. That's actually a lap, and I've scheduled a meeting with HR for you at 2 o'clock today. And (laughs) Andy says Halle Berry. Everyone's like, what was the name of that movie? Oh, right, Swordfish. And now I have to go to HR as well. (laughs) All right, guys, let's kick things off. We continue with our positional breakdowns. We have so far in previous episodes, and if you've missed them, they're available on whatever platform you choose to enjoy your podcasts on. We have broken down the defensive line, and we have also talking about tight ends. Today, we go with what could potentially be the Patriots' strongest room, or at least it has been in the past when folks like the 33rd team's Mike Tannenbaum said the Patriots had the best running back room in the league. So before I get to any of the other rankings that I uh, grabbed and culled from the internet, gentlemen, when I say Patriots running back room, what's the first description that comes to mind? Uh, committee versatility, uh, share the load in a way that no longer, but Ivan fears 
miraculously um, oversaw. It, it's the it's the most ego free environment I've ever seen in in pretty much anything. Forget sports, forget radio station, whatever. The their ability to play at what I would say has been a consistently relatively high level, almost regardless of who the bodies were coming through the committee, and be a unified front. You know, there's so many pictures and videos you can find of one running back scoring and the others running down the sideline, you know, big jump, big huddle, big hugs. And, and I find that amazing in this sort of, you know, dog eat dog world that we live in where, you know, for me to get ahead, the, the fantasy yeah. footballification yeah. that leads to stars, divas, oh, all about me for the most part. I mean, you get the 100%. occasional big touchdown year like Damian Harris a year ago, but or LeGarrette you know, Blunt in 2016. Yeah, but they all love each other. And I, I have always credited in part Ivan Fears for that. And we should probably note Ivan Fears is. I guess semi-retired. He's still at practices watching from the bleachers. He's still around in sort of a consulting role, I guess. I'm getting the sort of vibes that Scar gave off in that transitional year once he retired, yet still was available for a phone call or a Zoom or would swing by. I think he's he's done. Like, he's emptied out the office, or rather the office isn't fully occupied, but he can come by and consult and assist, which is great. Uh, But it's funny, Andy... The ego free thing is great. I think a lot of people get that vibe, but maybe no one had actually put it to tape before. And I I think that's uh, very much what Bill Belichick would want people to hear. But the first word that comes to mind for me, Shime, is strength. It's a strength of this team. They're a strong room and the Patriots are going to need them to be a strength of the team if they're going to get anything done this season. Yeah, I think uh, you guys kind of nailed it. I I love the idea. I mean, I think they are absolutely versatile. I love that word that Andy used. (coughs) And then I would agree that strength is the other word I would use. When Shime speaks positively about the Patriots, he literally (laughs) gets choked up. No, he's allergic to it. Like he's having, (laughs) you guys should see right now, his throat is turning red. You can see he's grasping at his pen and jab it in his thigh. (laughs) I I, I think the Patriots are going to have a good No, but I I think their running back room is extremely versatile. And and I think on top of that, it is the strength of their team. It is the most complete room position-wise I think they have on this roster. Um, I I think the combination of Damian Harris and Ramondre Stevenson is awesome, especially normally with Belichick running backs. He'll draft you and stash you for a year, almost redshirt you. But with Ramondre Stevenson, that wasn't the case. He was on the field right away, and he was impactful all season. Um, And so I can only imagine that his, his impact will grow. And and Damian Harris is another year, hopefully stronger and better. I know sometimes that you can just put too much tread on the tires. I don't feel like that's the case for him. Uh, And so I, I view this running back room as the best position group on the team. Okay. Now, before we get to the questions that potentially surround the running back room, I just want to rattle off a couple of rankings that I pulled from your interwebs. Let's see what the people are saying, Andy. Let's okay. go to the rest of the other analysts, know-it-alls. And Wait, you know what I say about the people. What do you say about the people? Just in general, the people are stupid. Okay, mm-hmm. good. Also good. It's what, it's what carries so much favor and fandom with you uh, wherever you go <laughs> and behind whatever microphone you open. All right. Sports Illustrated and Pro Football Focus say that Damian Harris is the 17th best running back in the NFL. Patriot, uh, the Patriots come in 15th overall uh, on pro football focus in their running back room. Uh, 
FTN Fantasy, which is an actual website, says the Patriots have the eighth best running back room in the NFL and loves their backfield headed in from a fantasy perspective and a winning football games perspective. The 33rd team, the aforementioned Mike Tannenbaum's website, gives them a B-plus overall as a positional group, which is uh, pretty, pretty, pretty good. And one and, more uh, little stat for you ranking-wise, too. Damian yeah. Harris is 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10th on the gambling charts to lead the league in rushing yards. Now, last year, lest we forget, he came in second in the NFL with 14 rushing tutties. Um, Rob Ninkovich, though, a uh, friend of the morning show, hopefully soon to be a member uh, or rather guest on the Six Rings pod, multiple Super Bowl champion. He said, though, as we talk here about Damian Harris, and these now we get into the questions of the Patriots running back room 2022. Nink says Ramondo, as Wiggy calls him, could end up being a top five running back this season. So let's get into the first question. Guys, will Damian Harris lead the Patriots in rushing yards and touchdowns again this season, given that he has the last couple of seasons and this is a potential free agent walk year for him? Will he stay in New England? Does he go somewhere else? Can he stay healthy long enough to get into the four-digit rushing yards and double-digit touchdowns. Andy, speak to the people. Yeah, I think this is still uh, Damian Harris's backfield. I still think he's the lead back. Um, I also think in the Belichickian use him and move on from him theory in the backfield, why wouldn't you put a little extra wear and tear on Damian Harris, right? Drive the market up for Damian Harris. Get somebody else to pay Damian Harris when you know you're in all likelihood turning the keys to the backfield over to Ramondre Stevenson, and to a lesser degree, Kevin Harris, who you drafted this year that we'll get into a little bit. Um, yeah, I, I think it's Damian Harris's job. You know, 929 last year, so a little, you know, one more big run, and he's a 1,000 yard back a year ago. He started, what, 15 games? I, I still think he's the lead horse. And I also think Belichick really respects Damian Harris. If, if you go back and listen to some of the quotes about the work he put in last offseason, the investment he put in. And I personally think they were in juxtaposition to Sony Michelle, who was playing himself right out of town in the trade. I think Bill Belichick was fluffing up the guy who works hard, fluffing up the guy that he respects, and then kicking the other guy out of town. So, yeah, I think and, – and I also sneaky think Damian Harris can catch the ball. He's not stone hands. He's not mm -hmm. incapable of helping you on passing downs. He had 18 catches a year ago. On 21 targets, need, too, so a high percentage. A right, high conversion need, rate. I think he could be a 35-catch guy easily if, whatever reason, the third down back role is a little gray. We'll get into James White in, in a minute. Um, so, yeah, I think it's Damian Harris's running back room. He's the leader. Yeah, I'm with you, Andy. I 100% agree. I think Damian Harris, this mm -hmm. is his backfield, and Ramondre is his number two guy. I think Ramondre is still going to get a decent – share of the load just because it helps keep Damien fresh for the longevity of the season. Right. We've seen Damien suffer with a couple injuries. Uh, in, and in also he get tired in certain games, shine like the opener yeah, last that, year. He shouldn't go over 20 carries because he gets a little tired at that point, especially considering how hard he runs and thereby how hard people get after him when they try to bring him down. Exactly. And he's not like an open field burner, right? So you can, put him on the field whenever you want. Like he's good in goal line situations. He's good in open field situations. He's not going to take it to the house. Like he's not going to be Andy's guy where it's just gone, but he's going to be a, a solid running back no matter what. And I agree with you, Andy. I think he has better hands than he gets credit for. I think both these running backs are so versatile that they could be out. Any, either of them could be out on first, second or third down, because I think they can both catch the football and they both run well. 
35 receptions from, uh, would be incredible this year, by the way. The fantasy people and the actual Pats people well, would love to see it. Andy, a little update? I think they're a fantasy disaster, quite personally. Excellent. I would never talk because you don't think, know who's going to get those shares. Right. The I think they're share both the capable of 12 to 15 yes. touchdowns, but neither will get probably 12 to 15 touchdowns because they'll split it. And if you have the wrong guy for the wrong week, like I, I think they are a nightmare and a, a week to week regret. Like I made the wrong decision. Uh, update off of the uh, mini camp field. Very unscientific Andy Hart observation. Yes. Uh, Damian Harris looks bigger and stronger to me this year. His arms are mm, just that. yoked, bro. Enormous. Yeah. I, I think the other thing to note with Damian Harris too, and I don't, I only have the benefit of knowing this because he was a guest on Gresham Keefe a lot in last offseason or last Excellent season. Excellent speaking voice carries himself very well. Sharp, tremen man. tremendous pipes, but also speaks like a patriot. Oh yeah, like he's constantly yeah. pumping natural, up his teammates. NBT, natural born he's like, patriot. You know, I just want to yeah, go mm -hmm. out there play football. I'm going to do what the coach tells me to do. I'm going to take the rock and I'm going to do my job. And like, that's the kind of mentality he has. And I think again, another thing Belichick respects about him is he goes out. He's just, he is a cog in the wheel of this team. Well, look at so his here's, He's an Alabama guy. He shared yeah, carries at Alabama. Right. He shares carry here. He's been a pro for the last seven years of his life. When you include the Nick Saban time with the bill Belichick mm -hmm. time, he's a pro's pro. What he's been. All right. So the million dollar question before we get into Ramondo, uh, the passing backs and the rooks, do we believe if Damian Harris has 1,050 yards and 11 touchdowns this season, regardless of the success enjoyed by Ramondre Stevenson, Mondre, the rookies, et cetera, that he'll be here in the future? Or are we watching Damian Harris's likely last season in Foxborough? Um, likely last season in Foxborough. I'd never rule it out. Um, the running back market is always a weird world between, mm -hmm. between teams re-signing their own guys, new age kind of moving on from guys, you know, being smart about contracts. So he feels like to me, first of all, we'll see how Kevin Harris develops. We'll get into that discussion. But he also feels like to me a classic, hey, Damien, go see what's out there. See what you can get and then come back to us. Yeah, right. I, uh, I I absolutely think that this is uh, his last season in New England. I just think that he's going to play so well that he's going to be able to get a decent chunk of change on the uh, on the free agent market. And the Patriots are going to look at it and be like, all right, we'll take the comp pick. We'll ride with Ramondre. Hopefully one of our current rookie running backs will be second year next year. Running backs are taking a step forward and can be that number two guy. Uh, or we, we draft another one in the third or fourth round and get him ready to play behind Ramondre. I think that's it's just the way Belichick kind of operates when it comes to the running back position, right? We've never really seen him mm -hmm. pay a running back. The one time he shelled out for a running back, he traded to get Corey Dillon in here. But since then, it it's just been guys that he can fill in at relatively cheap money, and some of them have a lot of success. And, and I think you're going to continue to see that economic maneuver continue. I agree. There's great versatility in the room. I do also agree with you, Shime, that the Patriots' strongest room right as of right now is the running back room and it's going to be an asset that's going to be deployed frequently often uh and every day that ends in ay because that's the that's what the patriots are going to do and whether or not they end up employ employing some of the more zone run concepts and tweaking things a little bit getting them out in space uh if it looks shanahanian if you will who knows all i know is that those big bad power runs up the gut will likely still belong mostly to damian harris i do agree that he'll lead the team if healthy in touchdowns and rushing yards selling a little or a lot 
Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odysseypodcast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash odysseypodcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash odysseypodcast. But what of Ramondo? Oh, Mandre, what kind of role do we see cut out for the surprisingly, uh, should we say spry yet strong break? Borderline breakout-ish player of 2021. I don't know if anyone knew about him, let alone what kind of expectations we had for the Ramonsta last season. Andy, do we see him pulling up closer to Damian Harris this year? Does he carve out his own role? Or like Ninko says, does he take over and become a star? Um, I think he it's a, it's probably a little bit of growth out of what his role was last year. Like he had a good rookie year. And, you know, he found himself in the doghouse early, but he was an impactful runner. 600 yards rushing, same yards per carry as Damian Harris, caught the ball a little bit. We all remember that big play, 40-whatever yard, catch and run. He's got some explosiveness to his pass-catching ability. Um, Mm -hmm. And you're right. I think people weren't really sure what to expect from him. Dominant at the JUCO level, kind of an impactful role player at Oklahoma. Um, I was really interested this spring that Ronnie Perkins Mm -hmm. was talking about how he was wowed by Ramondre Stevenson and remember Ooh, they were college teammates. teammates yeah and he was like dude was like a power back in college and then he got here and I was like wowed by his footwork and his elusiveness and he showed sort of some different skills than he remembered from Oklahoma now, yeah they called him like baby blunt when he got drafted right yeah, yeah I that's mean, what everybody thought and, and yet some of it was miscast like everybody mm-hmm. was like oh he's 250 pounds and I'm like dude's not 250 and then it finally came out he was playing at like 227 or something like he had dropped yeah. 20 to 30 pounds in the process. But my comp has is, and I'll stick with is Le'Veon Bell. I think he can be a three down back. I think he can be a playmaker. I think he can be a workhorse and I think he can catch the damn football. Um, I'm intrigued. You know, we've talked a lot about bridges to 2023. Mm-hmm. I'm intrigued when 2023, I think this is going to be Ramondre Stevenson's backfield. I'm intrigued to see what that brings. One quick side note, then I'll let Shime get on his Stevenson uh, horse. Just, I wanted to distance myself from you two. I, I do not actually believe the running back room is the best room on the Patriots. I, I'm not even sure it's in the top three. Um, I think it's solid, but are, there's other you, rooms I would are take. Are you on ahead drugs? What, what other position group would you take ahead of running back? Well, I would take the defensive line over this group. Yes. I think Christian oh. Barmore is a rising star, mm-hmm. and then you there's depth and veteran ability. Like, I think there's some questions with this group. Like, the passing back position that's been so prominent in this offense – 
I don't know where that's coming from. I don't know if that's going to be James White, if that's going to be Ty Montgomery, or if it's what we're talking about. It's going to be Harris and Stevenson being more th- three-down type players. And I also think none of these guys has played at an at an elite level. Like offensive line, for example, if they're healthy, Trent Brown can be a Pro Bowl left tackle. Like David Andrews is a veteran stud center. So I, like even wide receiver, I would say the body really? depth at wide receiver. Devontae Parker's had a better year than any of these guys could ever dream of. I think Jacoby Myers is more consistent than any of these guys have been in his career. Like I think it's see I I think I, I I, I'm with the right rankings that this to me is a mediocre room. Like there's some upside, oh, wow. but they're very middle of the road, 15th to 17th, whatever some of those numbers. Were. Yeah, this 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 running back room, this pair of running backs in particular feels like a shade off of your Aaron Jones, AJ Dillon kind of backfield. Like or, that's how it's it, it is a it's not on that level. I'm not saying that they are those two guys, but it is a it is headed in that direction is how it feels to me. Right. I, I and you and yes. I, you had mentioned, mm-hmm. Andy, how you comped Ramondre to Le'Veon Bell. Love that. When you and I talked about this back when this was still the uh, off day podcast, formerly known. Uh, we we graded. We, we talked about Ramondre prior to the draft. And, and my comp for Ramondre was Aaron Jones. Mm-hmm. Like I it, it's he plays. Who big, says no to that? It, he moves with this fleet of foot that you don't mm-hmm. expect from him. And, and more and, fluidly than you would expect as well. And mind you, everyone who's listening, the consistently top-rated running back room on all these different websites, pro football focuses, et cetera, et cetera, is Cleveland because the yeah. complimentary pass-catching back, power back of Chubb and Hunt, a.k.a. Chunt, is the top-rated running back room consistently in the NFL. Dare I say, I think Harrison Stevenson depending on who emerges as the possible third down passing back, Andy, I have, I believe these guys can enter the top 10 running back in the room, running back room in the NFL chat. And I strongly, strongly disagree with not even a potential top three room on the Patriots, but that's just, yeah, that's this, just the Foxborough fanboy. I also yeah, think I when you're talking about receiving back, I don't necessarily believe that that position of like third down receiving back is of a high priority right now because I think these two guys can handle that load. You like you said, I, I mean, Ramondre was 14 of 18 for a buck 23 last year. Damian was what did we say, 13 of 15 or something like that for around uh, just over 100 yards. They were both averaging just over seven and a half, eight yards per reception. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I think these guys have better hands than anybody has yet to kind of see or give them credit for. And so I think split between the two of them, I wouldn't be shocked if each of them has 25 to 30 catches this season. Mm-hmm. All right, guys, we got to keep the segment moving along. A couple other questions till we wrap it up, put a bow on it and move along into the potpourri. James White. Does James White make the team? Does James, James White. What? Toss to White. He's in. Touchdown. Patriots win the Super Bowl. Brady has his fifth. What a comeback. Is James White, as asked by our pals over at Patriots Wire, the USA Today Patriots blog, Henry McKenna and company do an excellent job there. They said James White could potentially be a cut candidate, cut candidate that for the 2022 Patriots. Would it stun you? And yeah. will he have the same role if healthy and on the team? Yeah. First of all, if he gets he, he I'm going to say right now, James White will not be cut. The downside will be. James White starts on PUP. PUP. 
Cup. Yep. Then I'm a hundred percent there. Stays till mid season mm-hmm. on PUP. Uh, then they work. That's it like out you trade and, for him. Oh, by the way, no. no, they won't. I don't think they would trade him either. He'll stay on the team. So worst case scenario, he's on PUP all year and gets a golden parachute paycheck from the Patriots. Like Troy Brown in 2007 yes. goes back for one punt and they're like, okay, that's enough. Come on back. Yeah. yeah. That, I, so, I, don't, okay. I don't see them cutting him. I don't see them trading him. He will finish his career as a Patriot. I don't, I don't well, think, well, he, I don't not necessarily if he gets healthy, he could play somewhere else next year, but this sure, year he's I don't, a Patriot. Yeah. I, yeah. Okay. Yes. I, he's definitely a Patriot this year. I just don't think he plays at all this year. Like he's going to stay within the organization, but I don't think he's going to touch the field. I just don't think he's going to be able to get healthy enough. Yeah, it's and, it's a big injury, hips and backs, and mm-hmm. I took it as a good sign that he was out there for OTAs, doing limited things, taking some handoffs and drills. Then he mm-hmm. wasn't. So mm-hmm. we'll see where this goes. I'll root for him because he is a freaking great guy. And yep. you know, we were favorite. About just because. Harris and Stevenson, let's say, catch 25 balls a piece, doesn't mean they replicate, replicate, replicate what James White has been for this offense for the last three or four years. He has been, in my opinion, one of the best pure pass catching backs in football, you know, catching 70, 80 passes, key passes, and had that sneaky little freaking Troy Brown, you know, on third and six, he'll get you seven. Make something happen. Yes, and move the chains. So, not all, you know, 50 catch seasons are the same and you have a ways to go. I mean, Ivan Fears will tell you he, he's the best he's ever coached at it. And he's coached a litany of very productive NFL pass catching running backs. Fun little stat on this one. And then we'll get to the last question of the segment uh, per pro football focus underscore Patriots. James White, 90.2 overall grade on screen passes since 2018. Highest among all running backs. So that completely backs up your idea, Andy. But also our eyes would tell you the exact same thing. Yeah, anybody who's watched him says there is there are a few people on the planet who run a screen pass as well as James White because he doesn't have the pure physical tools a lot of those types of guys have. So mechanically, Mm -hmm. he has to be perfect. He has to read it perfectly. And you're like, oh, that guy, well, that guy's not getting him. Oh, that guy's, well, that guy didn't get him. It's like he makes people miss. He makes the perfect read, sets up the blocks with the the linemen. Phenomenal at it. So I don't want to uh, dismiss the value that he's brought and or you may miss if he's not on the field. Uh, we should uh, the rookies real quick before we wrap this up. That's exactly where we're going. Final question of the segment. Uh, and we don't have too much time on it. So let's do, we'll call it a zip take. Zip. Just give me your take and let me know what you think. The okay. rookies. Kevin Harris and Pierre Strong Jr. Shime, so, you go first. Which one has which one? <laughs> sorry, Andy. I know you were already there. Bummer. You douchebags. Little uh, little zip take. Who has a greater impact on the 2022 Patriots? Strong yeah, or Harris? I felt like coming out of the draft, it's strong. Uh, I know Andy said he has might have a case of the stone hands, and that's very possible. But I think when it comes to actually running the football, I see the more I see more potential with strong than I do uh uh, was it Kevin Harris, right? Is the other one? Yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah. So dismissive of Kevin Harris. He didn't. All right. Andy, no, I just proceed. Okay. So we have a uh, thunder and lightning, right? Quadzilla type guy. Massive. Ron, Ron Dane and uh, Ron Dane and Tiki Baba. And you have the guy who ran the fastest 40 time, 437 of running backs at the combine. Huge season for South Dakota State. Productive. Uh, neither. Guy, based on scouting reports, is really a third down option, even though a lot of people are painting strong as a future third down option. Um, was productive through the air, but his NFL.com scouting report says lacks third down value, quote unquote, 
stiff hands, which is better than Kevin Harris, whose scouting report says, quote, catches the football like it's made of lava. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, here's my prediction. If Damian Harris and Ramondre Stevenson stay healthy, we never see Kevin Harris. And Pierre Strong has the bigger rookie impact. If one of the two lead backs gets hurt, Kevin Harris will have a big impact. And if that happens, if he gets some injury carries, he will have a 100-yard game. I'll call him Ben Jarvis Green Harris. He's a little Damian Harris, a little Ben Jarvis Green Ellis. I could totally see that happening. And don't forget, back in 2011, when the Patriots used a second and third round pick, on the talented Mr. Ridley and Shane Vereen, although I think it was actually strike that reverse at the other order. Yep. They barely saw the field in 2011. And next thing you know, in 2012, it was like, oh my gosh, we have a new passing back and a new lead back. So it's anything ideal like that is on the these table. guys don't play. The ideal uh-huh. scenario is Harris, Stevenson, and even White are healthy and you never see these guys. And then 2023, good luck. That was a phenomenal segment, almost good enough to be its own podcast. Hey, wait a second. It is because when you subscribe to the Six Rings and Football Things podcast, not only do you get the entire enchilada, but you get a little couple of mini enchiladas, some taquitos along the way. That is our breakdown. I love a good taquito, Shime. Highly underrated, highly underrated south of the border snack and app, a snappetizer, if you will. Great takes. Good job, boys, at Six Rings Pod and, of course, Six Rings Pod at Gmail. Dot com. There was your running back breakdown 2022 for the NFL's New England Patriots.